melody by CEO Had a vision to help parents equip Get practical tips Address behaviors Implement strategies Change the atmosphere in your home Open Hello and welcome to the Family Nuggets Podcast. My name is Melody Barnes, your Family Nugget Giver. What is the Family Nugget? It's nuggets of information that I have gleaned from over 20 years as a teacher. Teachers are good advice givers. But do you have a teacher that's right in your back pocket? Well, now you do. Now, I must tell you, this advice is meant to be used for your enjoyment and is not meant to replace professional counseling. Please seek professional counseling outside the realm of this podcast if you are in need of additional help. Family Nuggets loves families, and if you love having a teacher that loves families with you all the time, then welcome to my podcast and enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Family Nuggets podcast. My name is Melody Barnes, founder of Family Nuggets, and I am your host. In this episode of the Family Nuggets podcast, we are talking about, I have questions about my older child. Is it too late to shape behavior at home? Today, we have a special guest, Palatrice Hawkins, educator, and we welcome her expertise into the conversation today. Hello, Trees. Well, hello, Melody. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. So I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, give us a little bit of information about your area of expertise. Okay. Well, again, um, my name is Paula Trees Hawkins. Uh, I'm a mother of three grown children now, two daughters and a son. Uh, and I am remarried with and have uh, now two bonus sons. Um, Eric Jr., who's uh, 18, and Peyton, who is, will be turning 10 this year. Um, professionally, I'm an educator. I've been educating for, this is my 16th year, going into my 16th year, uh, K through nine certified. Uh, currently, I'm teaching gifted uh, education for fourth and fifth grade uh, in the South Suburbs. Love it. And um, several years ago, I did obtain my type 75 degree. So uh, I have a master's in educational leadership. So I've also worked with teachers uh, as a teacher leader in different um, capacities in my district. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So I have to do this because Trees and I, sorry, Trees, Palatrice. <laughs> Palatrice and I go a long way Way, way back. back. <laughs> way, way back. And I just was thinking earlier today, I don't think that this podcast episode would be as rich as it will be <laughs> if we don't talk about how we first met. Children's World Forever. <laughs> Children's World Daycare <laughs> Center. And I'm always telling my version of the story. And I would like to ask Palatrice. Now you have to understand how hard it is for me to say Palatrice because listen, I know Palatrice as Trees. Miss um, Trees is how we met. Right, right. Yeah. So I would love to hear your version of how we met because I think that's so important as we talk about behavior because True. we were literally in a classroom together. Yes. Can't and Camp Cookie. Back in the day. I'm not even going to say how many years ago. <laughs> it was 1996. I had just graduated high school. 96? <laughs> wow. Yes. A long time ago. Um, we both worked at an awesome, I will say, out of all the daycare centers I have been to, and I've been to a lot, um, Children's World Learning Center. Um, we were employed there. I was the lead teacher, and Melody was my assistant. Mm -hmm. uh, we had so much fun. I think we just bonded from day one, honestly. Yes. <laughs> it was like, um, Melody, if you don't know about her, she <laughs> is the most creative person you ever find. So 
it was so cool because she would always come up with these cute projects and cute things for the kids to do. And all I had to do was say, cool, what you need me to do? Right. Um, but I really feel like we bonded as coworkers and as sisters. We just, we hit it. I mean, we had so much in common. Um, yes. And our passion for children definitely yes. was there from day one. Mm -hmm. uh, but we were firm and fair. And we yes. were a tight ship. Yes. <laughs> and, yes, we uh, did. <laughs> those kids, you know, were great. And, you know, we just had fun. You know, we had we had our issues with kids, but um, we always did the bounce back and came back with a lot of fun. Yes. Yes. So I really, really, I just missed those days. Oh, um, I so really much did. play and so much yes. fun. <laughs> yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, it was, it was, it was sort of like a dream. To me, Miss Trees was such a wonderful mentor to me. Mm -hmm. So when people say, oh my goodness, you're such a great teacher. We just love you so much. Mm -hmm. I'm like, look, I had a mentor. That mm -hmm. one year being oh. under you, Trees, was just <laughs> a school that I needed. It was yeah. the kind of education that I needed. And I went to school after that. And I've been in classes after that. And I still come back to the kind of joy that we experienced together Right. as a team the music um, the fun, yes the music the organization the getting them together and getting them ready for school yes yes you know, i doing. think we really really took it seriously um how important it was for them to learn the basics and mm -hmm. um but in a fun way they didn't know right. they were learning and right so yeah. it was good times yeah good times. and i learned time. a lot from you too I learned a lot from you too. Um, as far as the joy of singing and playing, uh, I was just um, looking at one of your posts about Sesame Street, uh, the song uh, yeah. for hair. Uh -huh. And I was like, let me listen to this. And I listened to like four Sesame Street songs <laughs> as, I was, as I was in the bathroom getting ready. I'm just like, you know, the joy of preschool. Preschool is the best. But I just had to, to say that history because, you know, you st I still teach the littles, but yeah. you have now gone on to teach older students. So you still bring that love and that passion to your older students. But behaviors sometimes look different, right? right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they look different. And so like, you know, parents who have younger children, you know, the behaviors that they go through they kind of see it through one lens, right? Mm -hmm. And then as their children get older, you start seeing it through a different lens because, you know, you're kind of like, wait a minute, didn't we go through this? <laughs> Why are you still having tantrums? Right. <laughs> didn't we, we have these already. talks, right? That's true. Why is this still a thing? So I just, um, when someone requested that we, that I have a podcast about addressing behaviors in older children, I thought, you know what? Palatries is the perfect <laughs> person for this because I know if you were running that classroom the way we were running that classroom that sense of like loving and belonging and community yeah. is still present in your classroom and I'm not even in your room and I know this all right so let's dig into this behavior piece all right what types of challenging behavior do you encounter in the classroom let's okay. let's start in the there in the classroom um, many of the behaviors that I experience in the classroom um, are things like talking back, um, name calling. Okay, so I have to stop you there. Okay. For those of us who don't know what talking back is. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I got you. I got you. <laughs> you know, and it's, 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 it's funny that you say that because it's something that I tell the students as well. I explain to them at the beginning of the year what talking back is because a lot of people include especially children have no idea when you say stop talking back to me right mm -hmm. what are you talking about right um and in my in my room it is if if i'm talking to you but i'm not asking you a question and you respond that's talking back so i would say when i want to hear you say something i will ask you a question if it's not mm -hmm. a question then you're in and since talking back, especially if I'm, you know, giving you uh, a directive or, um, mm -hmm. you know, disciplining you or, you know, admonishing you for some sort of behavior. Mm -hmm. um, and we practice it, you know, in okay. real time when things happen, 
Mm -hmm. I'll stop and say, now, was that a question? <laughs> They're like, no, that's talking back. When okay. I want to hear your response, mm -hmm. I will give you, you know, I'll, I'll ask you a question. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, it you know, it, it's um, something that I think, especially nowadays, where children have a little bit more authority, they feel like they have a little bit more authority to talk to you um, yes. very freely. You have, and, and, and that is fine, um, as long as it's done in a respectful tone and it's, mm -hmm. it's asked, you yes. know. So I, um, that is definitely one of the <laughs> big things that I deal yeah. with. Yeah, and I think it's really helpful that you break that down for students because if, I didn't know as a kid what it was. Me you know? either. <laughs> My parent would be like, so I'm talking back. I'm like, I'm just talking. I don't even know what that means. Same thing here. You're but same. explaining it and then practicing it yeah. actually it's like, oh, I'm okay. I, right. I shouldn't be reciprocating. This is not exactly. the moment for me. This is it's you. Right. Okay, so I'll wait. <laughs> wait. Until my turn. <laughs> right. Because I know even in the preschool class, you know, a child would be talking, you know, when I'm talking and I'll say, mm -hmm. you're waiting. Right. Right. Mrs. Barnes is talking. You right. are waiting. waiting. Okay, good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Okay. So talking back, what was the other um, thing you mentioned? Oh, um, name calling. Uh, name especially, calling. Especially uh, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, um, you know, they start finding a lot of adjectives to describe people that uh, <laughs> they probably shouldn't. Um, right. And that can lead into things like bullying and things like that. Um, right excessive talking and you excessive have your talking. excessive talker who always wants to say something mm -hmm. and, and usually there's a time and place for that but you know if you're talking over me and I can't teach now we have mm -hmm. a problem right. um inappropriate language tantrums even mm -hmm. uh and that can be for numerous reasons um you know sometimes I have the crying breakdown even in fifth grade mm -hmm. um you know, storming out of the classroom, those sort of things hmm. um, can really, of course, impede my teaching because right, right. now I have to stop and address the behavior. So yeah, those right. are typical things. Okay. And then you have to stop and address it and you have multiple children, like yes, <laughs> over, like, can I assume you have over 20 kids in your class? Oh, absolutely. Right. So yeah, if absolutely. one child is walking out of your class, what do you do with the other it's 22, 23. Right, plus. okay, right. plus that are still sitting there, Wait. right? So you, you're going to have to have like established protocols or routines in place that say, if exactly. this happens, I'll be back. You all do such and such, right? Exactly. And I see those behaviors as littles, with littles. Mm -hmm. Everything that you mentioned, I see them with, with, with little kids. Isn't it interesting? Like, uh, you know, you would think that they would kind of learn from you know, that, that instruction. Um, mm -hmm. But one of the things, uh, problems I, I think we have in education is that uh, our expectations are not necessarily consistent. So they may have a great strong teacher like you in preschool, you know, three, four, mm -hmm. five. Mm -hmm. And then they may have Mrs. So-and-so who is very lax and passive. Mm -hmm. um, and ignores a lot of things. And, uh, and so then you have to kind of reteach mm -hmm. uh, every mm -hmm. year. And that becomes a challenge in, in disciplining and, and having, you know, dealing with behavior issues. Right. It's right. just having to, not having that consistency throughout a school or uh, their school, um, their school years. I, when I think about, you know, what you experience as a teacher for the, for the parents though, who don't have 22 kids and mm. they just have maybe one child that, that, that at their, at that age, or possibly two, maybe there's just a couple years in between mm -hmm. two kids. How do you, how do you think there's a parallel between what's happening in the classroom and what's happening at home? Because you mentioned you might have one strong teacher and then have another teacher that's not as strong as far as, you know, classroom management Right. Uh, goes, which encompasses so many things, yes. right? Not just behavior, but exactly. you know, it encompasses everything. How do you, like, how do we talk about how that translates at home? Because I think what, what's happening is that there's also inconsistencies at home. 
Absolutely. Right? So it's not just what's happening at school, even though school affects what happens at home and home yeah. affects what happens at school, right? It's Which is definitely, uh, uh, it's definitely a, a balancing act almost. Um, and until both are kind of on the same page, there's always going to be that imbalance. Um, which is why I believe communication with, with our families are so critical. Um, you know, years ago, um, I started giving my parents my cell phone number. My colleagues thought I was nuts. What are you doing? <laughs> Give me your cell phone, your real cell phone. <laughs> but I really felt like they, we are a family, um, mm -hmm. and we are raising this child. Even if it is only for nine months, we are going to be in this together. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really do uh, communicate with my families. If I see something, you know, happening, of course, you know, you try to deal with it a little bit. And then you're like, well, wait a minute, Johnny's been doing this, mm -hmm. talking back to me for three days this week, you know, uh -huh. right, right. Put the phone, call. What I normally find out is the exact same things that are happening at school are happening, happening at, home. at home. And mm -hmm. a lot of times the parents, um, you know, they just may not even understand how to correct the behavior. So that's where you as an educator, you're the professional, can mm -hmm. step in and say, well, have you tried this? Mm -hmm. Or have you tried that? Um, and vice versa, you know, me talking to the parent, I'm getting now knowledge that grandma died or mm -hmm. the dog is sick or they've had to stay up for several nights to do whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and it has really worked um, I communicate that at the beginning of the year. Please call me if there's anything off, no matter right. how big or small, because mm -hmm. the little tiny thing that you think, oh, you know, right, you know, grandma's just happening at our okay. house. Yeah, it really does affect um, our teaching. So, and then of course you have the parents or guardians in this in this day and age. We have grandmothers, we have grandfathers, aunts, cousins. Mm -hmm. uh, foster children, um, all of those things, you know, um, you could have one person who's letting Johnny stay up and then one person who's got bedtime at eight o'clock. Yes. There's no mm -hmm. consistency. And when there isn't consistency, right. um, everything's going to be off a little bit. Right. So, yeah. That definitely is a challenge. Right. So the, the lack of consistency can really contribute to uh, negative behaviors popping up, Absolutely. right? Because Absolutely. without routine, yes. children don't know what comes next. Exactly. And so they're just kind of making their own way. Right. 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 And it may not be what you want, but because those expectations are not clear or the routine can't be established for whatever reason, long hours, late hours, childcare issues, right? Um, differences in philosophies and how you should parent Absolutely. or raise children within the same family, all of that contributes to negative behaviors uh, well, becoming prevalent, right? Not right. only in the classroom, but, but at home. So if you've got a classroom full of all of these kids with different families and different dynamics and different backgrounds and things and issues in their home that either you know about or you don't know about, be, right? Because some families will tell you everything and believe and in the whole family concept. And <laughs> some of them are like, well, you know, I'm, I'm just going to- nothing. Nothing. I'm just going to yeah, start around and <laughs> I remember, I remember like a child not coming into school and I was asking like this family member, like, so tell me what's going on because mm -hmm. I don't see the child and, you know, we really miss having this child here and, and the parent just kind of like froze and was like, um, I'll get back to you on that. Wow. <laughs> like, that well, was we're, strange. <laughs> yeah, we're standing right here, you know. Why, you, why, are you, why do you have to get back to me when I'm standing? Right. <laughs> We could just talk, you know, there's room and space for you to talk, but she literally was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get back to you. Some families so, are so private. They're very private and you have to respect that. And, and exactly. to, as an educator, you have to have the skills to know how to say, okay, I, I may not know this, but this is what I do know. Right, right. And this is how we are going to work this, this situation out. So let's, let's talk more about how you manage behaviors in a classroom of 20 plus kids with kids Ooh. talking back tantrums and yet like, <laughs> how do you do that what do you need to do here mentally wow as well, an educator to do that 
Uh, mentally, I think you have to come in with your game face on. Um, yes. And so that means, right. to me, that means every morning, I know, honestly, every morning you need to start fresh. Um, I, I see um, my colleagues, some of my colleagues who I've, I've mentored and they come to me stressed out about something that happened two or three days ago. And I say, mm -hmm. why are we talking about that today? Uh. Day, <laughs> come in with a fresh outlook on the day. I don't care mm -hmm. if Johnny threw chairs yesterday. Right. Um, because one of the things I think as humans we do uh, that holds us bondage is hold grudges and hold things that people have done. And teachers mm -hmm. are human. We're human. We have feelings. If Johnny called you, you know, the B word yesterday, you might mm -hmm. still be a little upset about that. Uh, yeah, just a little. You really mm -hmm. do have to come in saying uh, today is day one, mm -hmm. not day 145 of me dealing with Johnny. Um, so true. You, and it takes a lot of inner strength. Um, I believe my, my students, if, I wish that you could interview them because I really do feel like my students feel like they get a second chance every day. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes throughout the day, mm -hmm. I can correct Johnny for whatever talking and then five minutes later say, okay, sweetheart, so what, what was the problem you had? You mm -hmm. have to let it go. That's right, <laughs> you do. You have to let it go. And I really feel like students, especially when you have so many, they have to know that they have another chance. Yes. Why would they try to correct yeah. their behavior if they know that you're not going to like them anyway? Um, and yes. so it really does, like you say, start up here in the mind that says, you know what? Today is fresh. Mm -hmm. They come in with a smile. Mm -hmm. Greet your students every day. Right. You know, Pre-pandemic, pre I would have said, hug your students every day. I, my kids know they do not leave that classroom without giving right. them a hug. We start fresh every single day. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I would say that is my top <laughs> yes. stress reliever because you have to be whole in order to give to, to your students. Right. And so, if you're holding that. Holding that, bondage, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna it's gonna tighten you up. It's it gonna does. tighten you up because, I mean, I have behaviors in my class as a special educator. Um, <laughs> behaviors That's are at a, at a at a an abundance. Yes, <laughs> just everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere, and, every day. <laughs> right, and there are times, Palatrice, where I have to come home, sit on the edge Ooh, of my bed, yes, and just really go on your floor. <laughs> Yes. I need your help. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> yes. tomorrow when I come back. Yes. Uh, I need to have a fresh perspective. Absolutely. I have to, I, what are my strategies? I'm going to have to talk it out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to breathe, meditate, yes. yoga, yes. walk. Ser seriously, yes. all those things <laughs> as an adult that we teach our kids to do to calm down. Those are the same strategies I have to do in order to calm down, in order to come back. Because if I don't, yeah, I just come home and I'm like Woo! tossing everything <laughs> because I'm still upset because mm -hmm. I'm still holding it. Guess how I'm going to walk into class the next day? Exactly. The and that kid is going to have either forgotten what they did, forgotten what they said, have gotten over it. Yes, absolutely. And you still like ready to pop off and. <laughs> That kid and is like, the littles, so what are we doing today? <laughs> the littles forget. Now, that's the, that is one of the differences. Uh, but I think almost a benefit is that they do kind of forget. They uh -huh. forget and they, they come in, good morning. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. they get you yesterday. And the, right. day and <laughs> uh, the difference with the older kids is that they've learned, and I believe it is a learned behavior, to hold yeah. it a little longer. And so... If they hold it and you hold it, you go and nowhere. It's just, right. You stagnant. The situation mm -hmm. will never get better. Right. Um, and as the adult, like you say, we uh, have to teach them how to let it go. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I have done that in the classroom. Sometimes kids will come in angry, 
you know, from after lunch, somebody said something at the lunch table or whatever. Oh boy. And they'll come in <laughs> class. I do uh, greet my students as they come in from, uh, we call it threshold. So anytime they're coming back from specials, from the mm-hmm. lunchroom, mm-hmm. We, we do a greeting. Um, I, I'm, I teach sign language. So a lot of, a lot of things I do are in sign language and I'll say, you know, you know, how was lunch today? Uh, and they'll say either good, they may say bad. And if they say mm-hmm. bad, that's my time to talk to them before they walk into my classroom. Mm-hmm. You know, what happened? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, if they, if they bring that into the classroom and try to take care of it outside. Right, of right, right. <laughs> but every once in a while they'll, they'll come in class and you know, they're still a little moody. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, you're still thinking about that? That was so 10 minutes ago. <laughs> I love that. You know, and when they that's perfect. get it, like, oh yeah, that was 10 minutes ago. Why are we thinking about that? We can right. move on. But it, but it definitely has to be taught mm-hmm. that uh, past is in the past, you know, right. and we can move on. We can move forward from this. And I'll, I'll ask them, well, what do, you, what do you need me to help you do so that we right. can move forward? Right. Because that's, that was at lunchtime and we're already at one thirty. We moved on to the next thing. Right. Lunch at lunch, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and after the course of a couple of weeks, you know, experiencing this with the students, usually by December, <laughs> you know, yeah. that's our mark. Yeah. By yeah. December, they've got it that, you know, once we talk at the door, we leave that outside. We don't bring that right. in our classroom. Right. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So you said start fresh, have a fresh outlook. I love that. Don't hold it from yesterday to the next day. And so we have to do that as parents too. You know, you cannot be like, okay, so you did this yesterday. But but let me say this, there's a a caveat. I think if there are some consequences that the child has to stay the course of that went on from yesterday, those consequences should still be in place. Like you don't drop the consequences and be like, today's a new day. Oh no. no, Whatever I said yesterday, (laughs) no longer holds water. It's all good. That's definitely not what we're saying. We're saying you let the grudge go. Exactly. The The emotional pain. (laughs) Right. Right. The head swerving. Yes. Or the, you know. (laughs) Absolutely. All of that. Must go. You have to let that part go. Come with the game face. So I would love for you to explain that because I have a saying in my head for this. So I would love to, <laughs> to hear uh, well, I want to hear you. Yeah, I want to hear you say it too. Uh, um, smile. Good morning. Smile. Okay. Um, you know, we are, uh, we are human. And I know you and I are both married. We both have kids. There's a lot of stuff that happens before we walk out the door to go to work mm-hmm. and sometimes that stuff is in here and mm-hmm. and um you know we don't feel our best you know it could right. be just that i didn't get my my coffee this morning right and i'm like drudging the fact that i didn't <laughs> get my coffee this morning right but i really uh, feel that it's important to uh exude uh positive vibes if you will yeah. uh, to your students when you see them uh, so, and for me, that's, that's the game face. I don't care what has happened at home mm-hmm. or in the car or whatever. Right. Um, you get, I get into my place. And for me, you know, it's spiritual. Um, you know, I get into my, my relationship with God so that I can be mm-hmm. the best teacher. And that's my prayer every morning. Lord, please mm-hmm. let me be the very best teacher that I can mm-hmm. be for these kids. Yeah. And before they come in, I need to have my smile on. They know I'm going to do the high five. Right. Hey, how was your day? Good morning. You look great. Mm-hmm. And I don't always feel that, but I feel like it's important for them. Um, and in turn, I teach them to come in with their game face. Okay. Um, so I have, um, I think it's called the... It's called the magic triad. I don't know if anybody's ever heard of it. I, I can't now it draws a blank, but anyway, right. it's like a kind touch, a smile, you know, a good greeting. Okay. Uh, and it's right there at my door. So they know you got to come in with something. You got to come in with a good morning. You got to come in. I, where's mm-hmm. your smile? You know, yeah, yeah. Smile. Uh, and I believe attitude does really, um, you know, share, uh, put your altitude up there. Uh, if you come in with your game face off. Okay. Love it. 
<laughs> so your game face is a little bit different than mine. <laughs> so I'm laughing because I'm like, look, this is going to sound really funny because for me, I'm always told I'm smiling a lot. Mm-hmm. People are like, you're always smiling. You always look so happy. You're always so cheery. So for me, my game face is quite the opposite because when I have children in my class who are exhibiting certain negative behaviors, I can't look like I'm happy about what you're doing. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so for someone who has a personality like mine, yes. face always looks happy. Yes. And I'm not even trying to look happy. Like half the time I'm like thinking about something or so. They're like, you're just such a head. I'm like, I'm actually thinking about how upset I am about not getting a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even trying to look happy right now. It's very difficult for you to look angry. I, I see, like, <laughs> and you've known me this long, and you it can say, like, it's real. Okay, so my game face is to actually have a mannequin face. Mm-hmm. So when behaviors are happening, I cannot react. That mm-hmm. is, that is my game face. Right. So like when things are happening, so like let's say a child is maybe under the table crying or picking up toys and, you know, hurling them across the classroom. And, and, all right. And some of the other adults are like, what do we do? Don't react. Mm -hmm. Like, unless there are other people in the way or someone's going to get hurt, that furniture is going to be fine. Right. That furniture has no feelings that they have nothing that's going to hurt it. We can't be so wrapped up in the property uh, you know, in our classroom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that we can't allow the child to deal with, deal with what they need to deal with, because right. obviously mm-hmm. they're trying to communicate something to me yes. and the behavior that they're exhibiting. Yeah. And at the same time, I can't react because if I react and the child is like, gotcha. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> I got some attention. Right, right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, but just keep this up every day. Yeah. And I got your classroom under my thumb yeah. instead of the opposite. Yeah. So that for me is, is the game face is yeah. that I, I have to be like mannequin face, don't react, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times uh, the, <laughs> the child actually does ramp up the behavior because they're like, don't you, don't you see me? Right. <laughs> don't you? Right. Hello, I'm trying I'll to get louder. To- I'll right? get louder. <laughs> yes. Or they come right up to you and be like, right. yo. Yes. Yes. You know, and that sometimes um, happens even with the older kids. Um, as far as like, I, I have uh, one student who will be in my room again. Um, we, we travel in kind of cohorts. So mm-hmm. uh, I had him in fourth grade and now he'll be in my fifth grade class. Mm-hmm. Um, he used to cry a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I would, the, you know, how the other kids will come up. Mrs. Hawkins. Johnny's crying. I said, uh-huh. I said, you know, no one's ever died from crying. Right. Fine. Okay. <laughs> he'll be fine. And I said, when he's ready to come up and talk to me, he'll, he'll let me know what's going on. Mm-hmm. He knows he has words. He, he has language. He, he's right. okay. mm-hmm. You know, and very soon he realized like, okay, no one is paying attention to my crying. No one's coming to save me. <laughs> And when I talked to the parents, um, he, he, they were going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. did have some emotional needs that needed to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, after I talked to him and let him know, that was not the way. If you want to talk to me about something, I am all ears. You can come. We can have lunch in Mrs. Hawkins' room and we right. can talk about what's, what's bothering me. Right. But just kind of breaking down and crying during math, mm-hmm. can't do that. Um, and, and no one's going yes. to run to your aid and, right. you know, because right. you know, at nine and 10 years old, we do need to teach them to kind of self-soothe, find those mm-hmm. positive ways to, to exert your emotional stress. You know, they, it's okay to be stressed. Right. So that's a real natural, um, response to going through things, mm-hmm. um, but we need to do it in a positive way, some way that's not going to hurt you or others. Or you know, stop your learning process. Right. Right. So, um, but yeah, I, I I do understand your um, <laughs> you, you you don't really have an angry face. I think I might have seen your angry face maybe twice, <laughs> and I mean it was like 
you know, the the big incident, you know, right. does something totally out of pocket. But uh, I can see that definitely being part of your routine. Every morning you should just get up, game face, do the straight thing. Now me, I have no problem with the game face at all. You don't. But look, I, I have to I have to literally practice it because <laughs> there there are even times like after after school, I debrief with my team and we are cracking up. I have finally like just let it out. <laughs> like <laughs> the laughter I feel like yes. did you see how she really tried to play me? And, and some that, stuff is funny. And some, some stuff, stuff is hilarious. So funny. <laughs> So when we're, when uh, the parent who is listening, I think it's so important that you said at eight and nine, we have to teach, you know, these skills about how to manage emotions. Yes. We teach this a lot in the early childhood mm -hmm. setting, how to manage emotions, how to deal with emotions. So to have to continue to do that at an, as an, eight, you know, with an eight or nine year old child, does it mean, now this might be a heavy question, but I think it needs to be asked. Does it mean that there's something wrong with that child or does it mean that there's something wrong with the parent? Hmm. Well, actually, I think um, I would be more willing to lean on parenting. And, and, you know, I know, I know there's, everyone's got their darts now, throwing it. <laughs> you know what? This was a trick question. This was a trick question. I phrased it that way to sound harsh. Yes. yes. I, I did because as parents, we are quick to either blame the child or blame ourselves. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, blame is, such, is a harsh word. I it think is. there's um, reasons. Let's just say there are reasons why children do what they do. Um, for example, we all know, Melody and I know, that a child will act totally different in the classroom than they do at home. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because they know in our classroom there are expectations and they are mm -hmm. not going to do certain things. They, they, it's, it's not even a question right. of if they can. They already know. Even right. at three, four, five years old, this is not tolerated. So then that right. to me that if they can do it at home, then that's something that the parent has allowed them to do. Right. Now, can I ask you this? Do you think you're a mean teacher? Even though you have expectations? No. I've no. never been called mean. I have never been called mean. <laughs> now, I, I, have, I have been called mean. I have never but, been called mean. You know, I, but, but by the child, not by other adults. Okay, right. Other adults are kind of like, girl, <laughs> you're a teddy bear. But other kids are like, you're no, I'm not. I just want you to pick up the toy off the floor and put it back on the shelf. That's all. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I know. I know. It um, you know, at the end of the year, I gave my students a flip grid and asked them to talk to the upcoming class about uh, me. Oh, and, I love uh, that. It was so cute. But I think that was hilarious. You said, Miss um, Hawkins does not play about her homework. You <laughs> have to get her homework in. And, you know, they were, you know, she said, we have a lot of fun in the class. We do a lot of science experiments. And, you know, we have time to be silly. But when Miss Hawkins says it's time to get to work, it's time to get to work. <laughs> right. So, you know, and, and I do believe there's that balance. Um, and in parenting, too, you know, you have to discipline your student, your student and your child, mm -hmm. but you also have to love them and build that relationship with them. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that I really uh, think students respond to is relationship. If they don't mm -hmm. feel that you care about them, right. they're not going to work. Because, mm -hmm. and, and you know how kids will say, you're not my mother. You can't tell me what to do. Yes. Really, all that means is I don't have a relationship with you, so why should I do what you want? That's exactly that. what that means. I love that. I don't have a relationship with you. I don't have a relationship That's with perfect. You. So if you don't have a relationship with your students, um, you're not going to get a response. Uh, and right. so I make it my business with every single one of my students, no matter mm -hmm. how trying uh, they are to have a connection with them in some sort of way. Um, and like I say, you know, we, I'm a touchy-feely person when it comes mm -hmm. to my kids. 
So okay. I'm hugging them. I'm high-fiving them. Um, you know, they know I care about them. Um, but when it's time to work, it's time to work. Yeah. You know? And I'm not accepting anything but the best from you. Uh-huh. Right. It's your expectations and children will rise to the expectations. So back to my Mino question that I put out there. (laughs) Who's, who is it that's in the, in the, you know, should we be pointing the, the finger at, you know, is it the child or is it the, is it the parent? And you said it comes back to parenting and that's what family nuggets is all about. It's all about helping families understand how to manage those negative behaviors and so what I, what I think I want to kind of divulge here is that every parent struggles. Every parent struggles. I, the founder of Family Nuggets, struggles <laughs> with, oh, right? <laughs> my goodness. Right? Surprise! I struggle, right? Um. We all struggle. And I think because behaviors brings out something emotional that makes it really, really hard. Yeah. Right. And that's why I asked, you know, a couple minutes back, what is it that has to happen here in order to manage a classroom full of kids? What has to happen here to parent? Because your child is going through certain emo- emotions and trying to express themselves using behavior. Yeah. And you're trying to counteract those behaviors, but also trying not to be emotional about it yourself. Yeah. And feeling like there's something wrong with you if you can't do it. Wow. Like yeah, if you feel true. like I can't do this. I'm not good. I'm not good enough. I'm not a good parent because my child misbehaves. Then there must be something wrong with me because we've all heard your children are a reflection of you. Right. 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 We even hear it as educators. Yes. Exactly. If you're not managing your class right, then right. you need That's to get you. it together. Right. Because... <laughs> No one wants to come yeah. to your classroom and nobody wants your class. Oh, here comes Miss So-and-So's class. They don't right. even know how to walk down the hall. Look at right. them. Yeah. Right. It really right. does. Um, it, it, I think the thing that we don't get when, when we're at the hospital in the manual of how to raise a Where's child. the manual? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't get it? Man. I've been waiting. You got to put your right address on the, on the <laughs> Right. It got lost in the mail. It had to have. For 19 years, been lost. Wow, I'm telling you. Um, the thing you don't get is, is that um, all of your children will be different. Every single one. I have three of my own children I gave birth to. Each mm-hmm. one is totally different. Mm-hmm. Totally different. Mm-hmm. No one tells you that. You kind of feel <laughs> like, oh, they're all my kids. I've been raised in the same place. So I'll be the same, right? No, right. <laughs> not at all. Second of all, you know, if you're in a blended family, that's a whole nother situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mentally up here, you have to start with, there is no manual and mm-hmm. every parent does the best they can. That is mm-hmm. one thing I do believe, regardless mm-hmm. of what the child exhibits in the classroom. Right. I know that the parent is bringing their best. It, it may not be... I mean, it may not be the best, but it's their best. Um, yes. Say that again. Say yeah. that again. It may not be the best, but it's their best. Their best. And right. we are all, um, parents are not perfect. Um, mm-hmm. And so you really just have to do what you feel is best for your child. Now, being open to guidance, right? just like anything else, um, mm-hmm. if you didn't know how to repair a car, you would go to a repairman and ask yes. for guidance. Yes. So this is where family nuggets come in. This is mm-hmm. where um, other other materials. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorite books uh, that I've been passing along to my um, actually my grown children as mm-hmm. well as um, parents is the Five Love Languages for Children. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, can't remember the author's name. I should have put it in there. Chapman. We can Chapman. put it in the comments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll put it in the comments. Um, but learning, understanding your child, and it goes back to that relationship. Mm-hmm. Each child yes. um, is different, and you have to love them different. And once you learn how to mm-hmm. love them the way they need to be loved, now you can really respond to those um, 
those attention-seeking behaviors because right. 99% of them are attention-seeking. Yeah, they just yeah. Want, they most want of them are Love, they want some attention, they want some affection. Right. Um, and, but as a, a parent, we may not be giving it to them in the correct way. Exactly, um, right. Yeah. Right. And so oh, there's really oh. nothing wrong with you or Absolutely. your parenting. It's just that there might be a lack of understanding, a lack of knowledge right. or a lack of kind of s- some skills. And I think, right. you know, a lot of times parents will kind of debunk and say, well, I didn't go to school for this. So you can't expect me to know how to handle these behaviors, right. which I totally understand. If I hadn't gone to school, there's a lot of behaviors I wouldn't have known how to deal with right. myself as a parent. However, like you said, be open to right. asking questions, be open, open to having those relationships with yeah. your child's teacher or with other teachers in your life. Maybe you have a friend or somebody in your life who understands behaviors and you can go to and ask. And a lot of people don't have that. And that's why Family Nuggets is here because we want to give you a place where you can come and ask questions, seek help, seek advice, because everybody doesn't like to read a book. I.e. me, I don't like to read a book. Mine's on audio. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Honestly, mine, uh, all pretty much every book that I read is on uh, audio. Audio book. Yeah. Yeah. Audio books for me or podcasts or even videos. Those are the things I like to listen to and watch to sort of give myself, you know, some good helpful tips. So, you know, just being open to that and and knowing that you can still learn, like it's not the end just because they're 13 or 14 or seven or eight. You haven't come to the end of this. There's still so much to learn. And And why do you think it's like, that's why grandparenting is so great because you've actually gone through the whole gamut Mm -hmm. and now you, you're basically get that. I get a chance to start again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's parenting is it's you go, you learn as you go. Yeah. There's no, boom, you're a great parent because every day that child is different. It's like an evolving Mm -hmm. creature, you know? Uh, And and, I mean, you've got teenagers and Mm -hmm. you know, that's so different from when they were two and three. The challenges are always there at every age, but Mm -hmm. they evolve into, they look differently. Right, they do. So again, you have to have those different tools for the different um, phases of life. And um, right. You know, but that's what I think is is fun about being an educator and what's fun about being a parent Mm -hmm. is that you do get to learn, uh, constantly learn more about your child um, and and more about how to be a better parent, you know? Right, (laughs) right. So it's it's not you, it's just what you can do, what you can learn about, how you can continue to grow, right? Right. we, we never want to spend all this time beating ourselves up oh, about definitely. feeling like we're some kind of failure or, you know, that we didn't do something right. Um, and that's just, you know, checking our own emotions and growing with the child. I think that's another point I wanted to bring mm-hmm. in real quick. Grow with the child. Like you said, they look different. They act different. They're growing. They're changing. So you have to grow and change with them. If you keep looking at them like this cute little three-year-old and they're now 13, you're going to miss it. Oh, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to miss it. If you all like, welcome, yes. little pushy, would you, would you, you know, all the time. And they're looking at you like, um, yeah, I don't respond and, and to that do. anymore. <laughs> and, and I've seen it and, and I've seen it. And, and that's, uh, like you say, that's just something that as a parent, we have to learn to yes. adjust because mm-hmm. I've seen uh, the parent come in, you know, and they're and they're dying. The child, uh, the child is like shrinking. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So yeah. And then at the opposite end, I mean, you can't expect a three-year-old, you know, uh, so true. You know, go in there and wash dishes and do this. And do this. <laughs> wash dishes. Why aren't you, you know, why aren't you military style? I mean, you know, there's there's balance. It just has to be some balance. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So let's leave the families with some tips. So we've got okay. some actionable actions. Um, so let's start with the first action. Uh, Mrs. Hawkins, Polytrice. Uh, you have here, stick to a schedule, 
bedtime schedule, study schedule, eating schedule. Yes. Let's just talk about that in like an under a minute. So Absolutely. To a schedule. To a schedule. So if I can help parents anything or and educators have a routine and a schedule for your child. No one, including your child, likes to be on their own and just try to figure stuff out. Um, and it's not always easy because kids, you know, will re, um, rebel against having a routine. If you say yes, they will. Have, they, 830, they're going to moan about it. However, um, th eventually they will know 830, time to go to bed and just yep. do it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, study, study habits as they grow older, they may have to have study time or homework time, snack time, have a time for everything, including their free time for TV and computer. If you mm -hmm. allow them to just be on their own, they will take four cool. hours on computers and toys yes, and games. And that's not what we want. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to have um, a schedule. I think that's so important because yes. kids will moan. And I think we yes. let our emotions get in the, you know, we're like, oh, don't be sad about it. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get yep. yourself in the bed. <laughs> get yourself in the bed. You know what time it is. Right. <laughs> Okay, pick your battles. Yes, everything mean? does not have to be uh, the battle. Um, whether you're an educator or a parent, you know, really look at it and say, okay, is this something that's going to affect my child long-term? Um, is this going to be something that's going to, you know, uh, impede my, my student or my child's growth mm -hmm. uh, academically, socially, emotionally? then yes, absolutely. You know, right, right, if right. Not, you might want to just let it go. Um, let it go. You know, mm -hmm. it, it's not that serious. Even as right. a teacher, I do not harp on every little thing. Right. Uh, I, I wait until it's something that's really important and then mm -hmm. we address it. So even if you have expectations, because I have expectations and, you mm -hmm. know, I actually have to like train other people on my expectations because it's my room and it's my culture and it's, yes. You know, how I want things to flow, right? Yeah. And so sometimes a child will step outside of those expectations and someone will say, but they didn't do what you said. <laughs> so shouldn't we be doing something? <laughs> and I'll say, you know what, in this instance, wow. I have so much happening right now over here with another child, or I, I'm dealing with something else myself, mentally right. or emotionally, I'm gonna have to let this one go right. yeah. today. Right. And the child, right, right, it's not going to happen every day. And no. most times the child won't even realize that I've let it go, yes. you know, because they're so used to their expectation or they'll be like, but you said I'm supposed to do such and such. <laughs> and I'm like, baby, go do it. You're right. Okay, right, right You're right. right. <laughs> You're right. I said it. Go yep. ahead. Go do it. Because they're so used to the expectation yes. that even yes. if I try to let it go, sometimes they, they do know it. Right. right. And they're going to remind me. But there are some moments even for yourself as a parent or as the leader to just say, you know what, this is something I can't deal with right now. And that's, that's okay. right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Got to know. And your emotional sanity and the child's emotional sanity is number yes. one. Yes. So your emotional sanity it, matters too. That's right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Put the oxygen on yourself first, right? <laughs> right it matters it matters you can't always be the the strong tough mama daddy grandma auntie you can't always do it you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna burn yourself out that's right yep yeah you're gonna burn yourself out even if you are a single parent because i know you know i i know that there's people who follow this page who are single parents and they say well it's harder for a single parent and i'm definitely not saying that it's not but i am saying you definitely have to give yourself breaks and yes. not try to fight every single battle right that's right you, Absolutely. you, you, you just can't it, fight every single more battle. than more than if you do have that support um, right you know i right. would say even more breaks because you're double, you're basically doing double duty you are you are i mean because like or even you know when i've been in the classroom and, and i don't have an assistant there and i'm in the room by myself and there's like mm -hmm. all these littles running around and somebody's throwing up in the bathroom and somebody's got you know snot hanging down right, in right. their mouth eating it and somebody else is like hanging from the ceilings like <laughs> there's too much happening which one right. do i handle first the, the one that first important. of all is going to be safe there you right? go. So if somebody's standing on a chair and they're doing this, look at me, Mrs. Bars. I'm like, look, if you fall off, you're going to learn today 
that that's gonna hurt. Cause I gotta deal with this child over here who's exactly. vomiting. So exactly, exactly. You, I'm, yeah. you know, hopefully you don't fall, but it's I can't, I can't pick that battle today. That's right, that's right. That's <laughs> it. All right, so be a cheerleader, not a Debbie Downer. Yes. I love this. Oh, you know, um, I feel like praise is very important um, for raising students, raising children. We have mm -hmm. to be a cheerleader. I think mm -hmm. sometimes um, it's human nature to point out the negative part of what every situation is. Yes. Um, you know, if we're in the middle of racial tensions we're in the middle of a pandemic everything's mm -hmm. bad 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 what good have we seen mm -hmm. um and so make sure you're cheering your your child on to um whatever it is you see yeah. them doing something cheer them on you mm -hmm. know um and try to stay away from the negative comments as much as possible yes because everything is, is a struggle right now, right? Yeah, and, there's and enough negativity in the world. Right, and we don't really know <laughs> how our kids are really dealing with things right now, you know, not being able to see their friends and family to the extent that they might be used to, going on vacations, yeah. all those things, they're hearing about people dying, yeah. being we shot, and, yes. right, it, there's a lot happening. So, like, yeah. I love that because, you know, your child might actually do their laundry by themselves. You should be like, you know what? Go. I mean, I know. Man, I mean, pour it on. It's mine. Once we, you know, uh, my stepson, um, let's see, my husband and I have been married three, or I'm sorry, four, almost four years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's one of those things where um, I've been training my stepson, who's will be 10 this year to do certain things around the house, like make his bed, you know, brush his teeth every day, you know, all mm -hmm. those things. And when I see him doing those things, I make sure that I, you know, encourage him. Hey, wow, I, I noticed that you got up and you do everything that you're supposed to do without yes. being told. Yes. Good job. I'm proud of you. This is, you know, this makes me really happy. Yes. Um, instead of, well, you, you did nine things, but that one thing you didn't do. I mean, exactly. Exactly. Don't be yes. That's you know, yes. Like we really, no one likes that. We don't like no. that. Results. No. Uh, you know, you know how your boss is. You've done ten things right, and the eleventh right. thing, but you look at this. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 I did so, ten other awesome things. Right. Right. And it's especially if you have a child who has behavior issues, yes. now you really need, to, you need to do backwards. Yes. You know how to do some, some cartwheels, <laughs> you need to start doing them. When, whenever you see them doing something good. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, absolutely, you're right. Because the minute you highlight the one wrong thing, they're gonna be like, you know what, you're right. right. I'm gonna yes. go ahead and amp that up for you next time. <laughs> right. You right. like that? Because I got that attention. Now you give me attention for it. I'm gonna keep doing yes, it. Yes, exactly. Um, All attention is good attention for exactly. children, right? Exactly. It doesn't matter how they're getting it. Exactly. It's just you gave me attention. Right. Thanks. Right. <laughs> I'll repeat the same behavior. <laughs> yes. All right. So this last one you have here is let it go. Once you've addressed the situation, let it go. And I know we talked about that earlier in this podcast. But it's always good to have a reminder. Absolutely. Because letting it go, and I have that silly song in my head from that from one movie that, that will go unnamed. Oh, because look, because look, I don't like the first one. The no, second one I get down with. But the first one, I can't. No, I know this is like totally off topic, but they amped that movie up so much that when I watched it, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was the only one. I was like, but, is it me? Because I can't. No. And you know, see, you and I, we watched a lot of Disney. A lot. A lot. Before it was not okay to watch Disney. Dude. So I think I'm a good <laughs> critic. I have watched just about every dog on the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was overrated, I think. But, yes. uh, but the song I do use in my classroom uh, okay. and in my head, like you say, a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and we have to help children be able to let it go, especially as they get older. The little ones, 
they're good. You know, oh, yeah. they'll hate you to, in, in five minutes later. <laughs> yeah. you, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, when they get older, they start kind of holding a little bit of resentment and we have right. to teach them how to let it go, uh, which means we have to let it go. Right. So that means, you know, hey, you know, you messed up. Today's a new day. And, you right. know, give those hugs, give that affection because right. at the end of the day, it's all about attention. It is. It's all it is. about attention. So <laughs> what happens, what happens, Palatrice, if you give the attention, the positive attention, you say, you know what, whatever happened yesterday is over with. Let's focus on this new day and blah, blah, blah. And you give the hug. You give the affirming attention, love. And they're kind of like, oh, why are you doing this? I don't understand. I mean, because it's going Look, to happen if that if that hasn't been if that hasn't been your routine and your your um, way of doing things. It is going to be, mom. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. Uh, uh, and but they just you know I would not say give up. You need to continue. Yes. To, um, it, give that praise. Right. Give that, give that affection. Uh, until they be, it becomes more routine. Right. Uh, it doesn't mean you stop, right? Right now. It mean you stop. Because a lot of times we start off with a new kind of, um, I don't want to say skill, but a new kind of, you know, just something you learn. Strategy. Or something. Strategy, right? right? You're like, I heard about this. I read about this. I'm going to try this with my child, right? And then you try it and the child is all adverse. Like, why are you doing this? Mom, why, are you trying to, why are you trying to cook with me? Right. Why are you trying to spend time? Like, they'll call you out. Why are you trying to spend extra time? Exactly. You never spent time with me before. Right. <laughs> Neck roll. <laughs> right. They call you out, right? Yeah. They look at you funny. You know what? Honestly, I would honestly just tell them, you know, well, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I'm trying something different. That, right. that mom didn't seem to be making very good gains last right. time doing it the other yes, way. Yes, so exactly. Try something different. You know, right. and maybe if you and I both like it, we can start spending time together. Exactly. Um, yes. It, it, parents and teachers are not perfect. And we need to be more open with our students and our children in saying we're not perfect. We make right. mistakes. Right. You know, Mrs. Hawkins messed up yesterday. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. Yes. I apologize for that. Can we start over today? Yes. Let's do something yes. different today. Yes. You no. Know, mom, mom messed up yesterday. You know, mom screamed at you, and I really, it was just my emotions. Right. You know, explain to them, because they're going to mimic what you do. Every and time. And want them to be able to say, you know what, mom, I messed up yesterday when I screamed yes. at you. I'm sorry. Yes. And can we start over today? You're giving them the language that they, are in turn, are going to use with exactly. you. Exactly. In your relationship. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So that honesty and that transparency, that it, it's, it's all part of relationship and just saying, you know what? I don't actually know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> no one gave me a book on you. <laughs> right. But I heard if I sit down and watch your favorite program with you, then maybe we can talk about it later. You want to do that? Yes. And try yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. Let's try that. And if the child says, no, I, I really don't, don't be like, now see, I done tried. Exactly. It's over. <laughs> I tried. See, that's what I get for that's what I get for trying. Right. Go back and you try something else or you try a different day. Maybe you caught them off guard. Maybe they weren't ready for that. Maybe they were kind of like, well, like you said, we don't do this normally. So am I in trouble? Why are you punishing me with time? I don't understand this. You know, but if you give them time and you come back or you try again, just like in any other relationship, if you were pursuing a mate, right? Yes. You wouldn't, and you really wanted this person to be your mate, you wouldn't be like, you know what, I tried. I tried, and you just hey, wanted you nothing will, to do with me. So climb mountains for that man, right? Okay. <laughs> oh, no you tried different enough. clothes, you tried different hair, you tried you different, different fragrance here. Right? <laughs> you like this? You Wait, smell this one. <laughs> and when they say, ooh, you smell good, what you do? Do it again, do right? Do it again. <laughs> yes. Do it again. It's yes, the same way. The it is. The, it is the same. Keep evolving. Keep growing. Keep mm -hmm. changing. That's how we really conquer those behavior challenges with mm -hmm. young kids. It's really all about the you know relationship and yes. not letting the emotions on our end get in the way with the emotions that they're experiencing on their end. Yes. Well, 
Miss Palatrice Hawkins, I want to thank you so much for your time. Thank you You're for welcome. joining me on this episode of this podcast. And I will leave information on how to find you if you want to be found. Do mm. you? Do you? <laughs> I don't even know if you have like a lot of social media stuff or website stuff. So she's just playing Jane. No. <laughs> play Jane. All right. Well, if you want to ask, Palich, can I, can I, I have people filter questions through me if they have questions to ask you? All right. Then that's how I will do that. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to this episode and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. Please be sure to leave us a rating wherever you are listening to this podcast. Also, follow us on Family Nuggets on social media platforms under the spelling F-A-M-L-Y Nuggets. Remember, there is no I in family because you cannot do family alone. F-A-M-L-Y Family Can't do it alone